from Pip Mason, we've got The Conspiracy is a Conspiracy. The Conspiracy is a Conspiracy. Mm. Okay. Okay. Whew, these are hard, aren't they? Apart from when you... So, because the thing is, all... Like, this is getting into spy thriller territory, right? Where we've mm. got to come up with a load of moving parts and people who think this and people who think that. I don't, I don't like it. Mm. What I'm going to do instead is come up with an absolutely wild assertion mm. and then try to justify it post hoc. Right. So, Like most conspiracy theorists. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Let's say the, the the initial assertion of this conspiracy mm. is that um, Paul McCartney died. I was going to say something because that's an actual one. Yeah, right. But no, no one, no one right, really knows about the conspiracy that his shoes actually died. It, that's why he didn't want to wear shoes. Tom is too close to an existing conspiracy. Yeah, that's fair. England won the World Cup 1998. <laughs> All right. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> England secretly won the World Cup 1998. <laughs> I mean, it was broadcast live, Matt. There's there's a lot. There's a was lot. it? So was the moon landing. <laughs> oh, you're right. It was all filmed well, on a lot. Yeah, it was It was Stanley Kubrick, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick. filmed the World Cup <laughs> final 998. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I can't remember who actually did win. I think it was Brazil or Argentina or someone. I'll have a look. Maybe France. No, France hosted it. France hosted it. I don't I, I don't even think England got even got into the final. <laughs> yeah. No. Is it Alan Shearer was captain that year? <laughs> I don't know. They just brought... Oh, it was France. They did win. Yeah, they they uh, beat Brazil 3-0. There you go. Yeah. So England somehow secretly won. Mm. Now we have to justify that after the fact. So we've got David Seaman. Yep. yep. He's in he's in got he's, he's going to be the linchpin of this whole thing. In <laughs> fact, he's very much going to be the David Icke of this situation. Yep. Because he's the only one with the balls to come forward and say yes we did win France yeah, 98. They made a pact. Yeah. And uh, and it was <laughs> it was to say that they they didn't win it. David Seaman on his deathbed. <laughs> comes clean yep. about the whole situation and says I can't live I can't die without letting someone know that England actually secretly won France 98 yeah and a um, and a a whole Ferrari starts a la Ready Player One right mm. this news shakes the world that David Seaman's whistleblown <laughs> about the the massive conspiracy involved it's like it's like when like an astronaut dies yeah. and he says like I've seen aliens yeah. and everyone like kicks off like oh my god <laughs> yeah exactly what like it's sort of like he sworn to secrecy until, until he's just sort of like look not got much time left this needs to get out there yeah. kind of thing I've David Seaman's version of this it's, <laughs> it's so low stakes we won 98 yeah, yeah. so so everyone's like what Corruption at the heart of the Football Association? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> no! 
So, um, get me that step blatter. Michael Owen, played by Brendan Fraser, yeah, is he goes, No, of course, of course. <laughs> Wait, wasn't he in the squad? Was he in the squad? Michael Owen, Michael Owen was yeah, in the squad. In the I've just checked, <laughs> it was a good year yeah. because it's all the footballers I remember. Okay, David Seaman, David Beckham, Alan Shearer, Michael <laughs> Owen. <laughs> Gary Neville, I think, is in there as well. So, so we can't have him as the main character, can we? Or is it? Is it like he didn't know? Like he'd forgotten somehow? He'd been made to forget. <laughs> well, right. Funny thing. Funny thing. You should bring that up. Yeah, Matt. Because because recently Michael Owen has been a target of a meme. Okay. Uh, as in, not a meme. Just sort of like his quotes. Are fucking hilarious. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll I'll read you some of the. Please uh, read me some quotes from Michael Owen. It's because um, this is going to feed in really nicely into the conspiracy. It's going to confirm <laughs> everything we already they've know. Wiped his intelligence. Um, We've. We, it's going to confirm everything we already know about France '98. Are you ready for these, Matt? Because I don't think you are. Yeah, I think I am. This is like I had a poster of George Bush quotes. Yeah, and these are up there with them. Uh, if there's a bit of rain about, it may makes the surface wet yep yep uh, <laughs> what a feeling it is to be a manager and bring someone on <laughs> he's not a manager is he I don't know uh, footballers these days often have to use their feet <laughs> <laughs> these days <laughs> these never days. had two before did no. they well <laughs> not before France 98 <laughs> the next one is I love these players with two feet <laughs> That's another thing we could probably bring up, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they had a free-legged football player. Um, <laughs> Blackburn have got two strikers on and they're both playing up front. <laughs> Whichever team scores the more goals usually wins. <laughs> That's how the game is played. Usually. Usually, usually the team that scores the more goals wins. Not always. Uh, no, nope, wait, no, always. <laughs> and this is this is a really creepy one. When asked what he listens to in the car by the Guardian, he responded with, "I don't listen to anything. I don't know why. Oh, I don't listen to anything. I don't know why, but the car's always been my own quiet space. When the kids are in the car, they always want a song on, but I'm just happy with my thoughts." <laughs> When they don't score, they hardly ever win. All right. I've I've heard enough, Tom. I've heard enough of these Michael Owen quotes to know that he's had his mind wiped by the men in black. (laughs) Well, um, when reviewing every film he has seen for for shortlist, I like factual stuff. I don't like being kidded by anything. Um, And that's because he's trying to regain his memory. Yeah. It's, it's uh, what was that? No, no. Uh, it's because he's trying to. Um, that's because because Michael Owen is trying to regain his memory yeah. of France '98 by having factual stuff. Because <laughs> if it's fantasy, fantasy doesn't help, right? Yeah. Whereas you know, it's he doesn't like being kidded by it. <laughs> no, uh, no. Like he was kidded that one time. Fresh-faced Michael Owen going into his first World Cup, I guess. Um, <laughs> maybe, who knows? Probably. Maybe his first World Cup. Yeah. I think he'd have been like eight years old before that, wouldn't he? <laughs> um, <It> still is. 
So he's 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 there. He's he's stumbling onto the pitch. He's like, oh, I'm so I'm ready to re- represent my country. Mm. And then just weird stuff starts to happen. And we through this. So um, Brendan Fraser's playing Michael Owen. Yeah. Right? Staff Liverpool player Michael Owen from from back in the day. Mm. He. Um, he keeps getting flashbacks to France 98 and this David Seaman whistleblowing about it is triggering these flashbacks yeah yeah and 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 there's a reason he doesn't have music on in the uh, in the car it's because random music could play his trigger song exactly <laughs> exactly which is separate ways by journey and he doesn't know why he doesn't like listening to music but he, yeah he's uh, um he sort of is and there's this whole media circus around him now mm. right Right. As one of the last surviving members of the of the uh, England ninety eight squad, yeah, of the France ninety eight England squad, yeah, um, <laughs> he he is surrounded by tabloid journalists at all times of the day. Yeah, because, because they want to know why he lied. Who Michael Owen? Yeah, yeah, about yeah. about France ninety eight. Yeah, well, they, they, oh, he's he's the last surviving one. Yeah, that that rules out. One of the of, last surviving yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, because the others have been killed off. <laughs> yeah, David Beckham uh, died in a in a blimp yeah, accident. Yeah, um, Alan Shearer. Um, mysteriously... David Beckham was 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 killed with his own golden boot. <laughs> Found it up his ass. <laughs> spiky <laughs> found it like it's a very very just sort of it's a it's a Frank Miller tale yeah uh, the tale of the golden boot <laughs> found up his ass just just completely destroyed um, Alan Shearer uh, lost on a mysterious flight over the channel yeah yeah he's he's, he's stranded on a desert island in the middle of the channel <laughs> Like, or Guernsey. We, we don't. We don't know. We don't know where he is. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, like Alan Shearer. Later Alan on Shearer. The, later on in the movie, we will. We will find him on Guernsey, though. Alan Shearer was last seen on the runway at Gatwick Airport. Yeah. Getting onto a plane, which then flew flew off into mist. Yeah. Never saw <laughs> Never him again. Never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> turns out he's on Guernsey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in a rural area of Guernsey that you don't see. <laughs> yeah, there's no civilization. He's just on the other side. <laughs> he's in a field in Guernsey. <laughs> Along with all the other survivors that may be dead, we don't know. Happily standing there with a smile on his face. <laughs> it's like, Alan, why are you standing out here? And he's just like, he's just like, just enjoying it. Yeah. Just enjoying a field in Guernsey. Yeah. Um, so, right. But the point being that the conspiracy is a conspiracy, right? Yeah. So, so, um, the, we get... All the way around, right? Uh, there's this whole movie where um, Michael Owen tries to find out. Oh my god, I can't believe was it aliens or something? I'm having these flashbacks of yeah. of, of of France '98 about how we um, we all like uh, we most of all had our minds wiped. Mm. People are dying off, like all this stuff, and he ends up flying out to to try and find Alan Shearer in Guernsey, <laughs> right? Who's just stood there in the middle of um, a field in, in the middle of the field, right? Yeah. And as he's doing so, like uh, he gets out, and Alan Shearer's like, "All right, there, uh, Michael, how are you doing?" And he's like, "All right, why are you standing in the middle of a field in Guernsey?" And he's like, 
oh this is what they said to me what uh, and and he goes what do you mean who said to me and then suddenly you hear <laughs> just a helicopter coming in yeah helicopters descend several of them oh. into the field in Guernsey bloody hell party poppers <laughs> Cam- video cameras it's a surprise party for Michael Owen <laughs> <laughs> is that how the film ends yeah the whole, <laughs> the whole conspiracy about this was planted in his brain by like Darren Brown or something yeah to to, um, to make him think that there was an entire year of his life missing so I love the idea <laughs> that David Seaman died and it was all to set up a surprise it birthday was, yeah. party for yeah. Michael Owen yep yeah. Cool. There's a video. A video screen comes down. It's David Seaman. He says, "Hi there, Michael. Uh, good. Uh, good. Well, I mean, I'm not seeing you again, but I uh, hope you're having a lovely birthday. <laughs> it was worth it. It's like this is your life. <laughs> I was terminal anyway. Yeah. Just seems, just seemed like the thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> just you and Alan now. Everyone else is dead." <laughs> I think my assumption there was be, was that everyone else wasn't dead. It was only David Seaman, but I guess <laughs> it would be a you lot said of. Michael Owen was the last one. Yeah, well, that's what we think. Yeah, right. Everyone else is just either dead, like it's presumed dead or missing or whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> David Seaman's the only one who actually died for this. Yeah. No, no. Everyone commitment died. to the part. Yeah. Everyone else was dead. <laughs> yeah. Turns out England didn't actually win. The conspiracy is a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> the the political drama. Yeah. Football-based political drama. That's that's, it. that's that's one that none of our listeners will get. I don't think there's any <laughs> Venn diagram of football football. If you are a football fan, great. Um I think I don't think there's any football fans listening to us. Nineteen ninety eight was the last year I had any knowledge of football. Yep. That's right. That's <laughs> same for me. <laughs> Uh, I I occasionally get Liam telling me uh, people I don't care Messi it, Messi he's a football he's a football he is a football <laughs> that's the other conspiracy yeah <laughs> Messi the, is the actual that's the football secret. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's the sequel is, um, is Messi is, is a football yeah there we go um, so uh, other members of the uh, of the uh, 98 England squad um, <laughs> Rio Ferdinand I've heard of him of course yeah um, Gary Neville Gareth Southgate yeah I believe uh, I had stickers of all these I think I think Gareth Southgate is now the well was the coach for the women's England football squad ah. I think uh, if I'm wrong who's going to correct me no one cares um, Gary Neville Yep, and uh, Glenn Hoddle uh, was the uh, manager. Yeah, was the manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there we go. David Beckham, I've heard of as well. Uh, Sol Campbell as well. Heard of him? <laughs> no. I've heard of Sol Campbell. Darren yeah. Anderton. No, no. That's the only one I think so far that I haven't heard of. Uh, Michael Owen and Alan Shearer. But uh, there you have it. 
the ones I remember <laughs> from the 98 World, uh, World England squad. Anyone goes to the pub and orders Jager bombs, automatically a dickhead. If you've ever done it, you're a dickhead. It's your fault. It's your fault. Whatever it is, it's your fault. Like, like, I'm saying this to anyone who's gone in and ordered eight plus Jager bombs at a, <laughs> a pub. If you had one to sip, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. If you had, if you had, a, if you had a Jager bomb to sip. Then really, you're a hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a <laughs> just, just sitting in the corner, sitting by a fire with a with a glass, <laughs> with, a, with a tumbler with another shot glass in it, <laughs> swirling it around, sipping and going, mm, fine vintage, fine vintage, fine vintage, Jägermeister. <laughs> Jägermeister and from, an energy, energy drink from two weeks ago a fine vintage mmm <laughs> hint of medicine <laughs> um anyway so the um, I drink mine with Relentless because I mean, I'm a classy man I mean we did do classy Jäger bombs for a bit at the pub we used to work at yeah because um, oh, the yeah. manager mistook um, energy drink for a uh, like a like a weird health juice with guarana in it yeah yeah um, so uh, so we did classy Jäger bombs classy Jäger bombs the... which herbally made you more energetic <laughs> Rather than the you know the traditional way of injecting taurine into your bloodstream, <laughs> they were people were just sipping Jägermeister Jäger, and ginseng and guarana. <laughs> yeah, that was a ridiculous week, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're going to a bar yeah. buying eight plus Jäger bombs, you're the asshole. <laughs> anyway, yeah. He's bought I would push 100. it to five, probably. To so broad strokes, the political drama spectrum. The, the thing I was interested in getting from yeah. the audience, I guess, with the seeding of the, the title and the, and the request and all that kind yeah. of thing, right, was we did real-life news stories a, a, a few weeks ago. Mm. Far too close for me to want uh, anyone to give me a title about Donald Trump mm. or to give me a title about um, about Brexit yeah right what I wanted was the circus of democracy <laughs> right yeah because that's a separate that's a completely yeah. separate thing right so the thick of it mm. is this thing that completely takes the piss out of what is the circus of democracy yeah. people doing ridiculous stuff to try and stay popular and stay in power yeah um and that is what election is about mm. is is about like the highly strung um narcissistic like shallow things that people do mm. to gain power to stay in power all that sort of thing um and that is kind of funny yeah watching republican primaries is most years absolutely hilarious yeah except when they're not yeah and they're, and they're really quite worrying it's, uh, it's like the the, sl the slanging match that people get in get yeah. that people get off and get into like people talking about <laughs> in like in america on the lead up to um uh the republican primary before donald trump was elected mm. marco rubio was one of the runners right <laughs> And he, the reason, one of the reasons... <laughs> when you say Marco Rubio, I don't have anyone in my head apart from 
Rufio from <laughs> Hook. Well, one of the reasons that he <laughs> fell behind in polls, or one of the talking points surrounding him, yeah. was that he wore boots that had slightly too high heels <laughs> and therefore was shorter than he appeared. God. <laughs> like, these are like ridiculous points yeah. that no one should be talking about yeah. and yet they get dragged it's... up in democracy it's amazing but he can't help it he's, <laughs> he can't. Just, he's just small isn't he it's he's not even that small I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just phenomenal yeah. that people who are trying to go for the highest office in in a in a country and one of the most powerful countries in the world yeah. end up talking about that as their as their platform. Yeah, because cause, uh, America's like that. <laughs> you the UK's like that. Yeah, the UK's like bacon, that. As we well. have bacon sandwich oh. sandwiches being eaten as one of the yeah. ma- major reasons people are unelectable. Oh. They eat a bacon sandwich a bit weird. <laughs> well, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't think we've had an attractive head of state for a for a long, forever. long time. But I don't think it's ever happened. No, I don't think it's that. We were talking weirdly. We were talking about who's the most attractive person in the Conservative in, in the, cabinet. In the cabinet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it is Rishi Sunak. Yeah, it is we've Rishi Sunak. It is Rishi Sunak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All all um, all sort of politics aside. Objectively, he's the most attractive one. <laughs> he's not got a lot of competition. No, he's it's, it's, re- it's really not. It's it's basically it's basically what is it in The Simpsons? The Big Book of British Smiles. Yes, it's, it's the Big Book of British Smiles going down the Conservative cabinet list <laughs> and looking at their headshots. Yeah, it's uh, it, they're a disturbing looking bunch. Uh, they they range from. They range from like horrible sweaty white man. Yeah, like gammon to... gammon men to, be- <laughs> to definitely not a human. To potential robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To young boy out of his out of his depth. <laughs> yeah, in his dad's suit. Yeah. <laughs> we all know which one that is. We all do. Because we see him go up uh, go up on the on the on the podium every every week, don't we? Yeah, tell us how the how how the co- how Jeremy Co COVID's doing. It's Matt Hancock. Yeah. Um <laughs> the child the child out of it <laughs> the child out of time. Um, um in more yeah. ways than one. Yeah. Um but yeah, um so what would uh, yeah so you've got Dominic Cummings who genuinely looks like an evil villain exactly it's looks Lex and acts like an evil villain <laughs> and yet nobody noticed yeah nobody nobody cares really or actually I guess the whole the whole country noticed yeah, he but... just his job wasn't on the line because they didn't he wasn't an elected official. Yeah, yeah. He was he just was... making decisions like one. Yeah, he, he ended up driving up to his volcano lair. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, in Durham. In, in, uh, just under Barnum Castle. <laughs> He's got a cliff face with his head <laughs> carved into it, which his mouth opens up and he drives in. Yeah. It's where um, his mum lives. When he, when he said it was, a, it was for an eye test... It means it's, it's, it's the eyes of that statue in the in the wall are lasers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. To test them out. <laughs> There's like a hot new hole in the moon. Where he was, <laughs> Testing where he was out taking it lasers, out. Yeah. yeah. 
um, so yeah that's the sort of political commentary you're going to be getting this episode or that, you, that you got this episode I should say um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah like political dramas are that for me yeah personally um, I don't watch many of them mm. because very few of them hit that mark for me um, I think they're more political comedies really that you, you'd be talking about there I don't know I don't think so no. uh, like the, the dramas tend to be the ones like even um, what's it called uh, West Wing mm. and which is a comedy uh, but <laughs> um, the uh, but like House of Cards yeah is a drama mm. but has absolutely that vibe yeah right? it's this blown up ridiculous um, uh, kind of laid bare account of the absolute length that people will go to just to keep and get to gain and keep power yeah and and it kind of was a victim of its own success because I, I feel it was two series too long Fair. um because the first two seasons of house of cards are fantastic mm. and then once he becomes president spoiler alert for a show that no one's ever going to watch again yeah um it's then just him maintaining power and it's not as interesting as him getting to power. Sure. Uh, sort of standing on people, sort of working around yeah. uh, people. It's it's not as interesting as... I mean, to some degree it is because it's not been not really been done before. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be boring if Macbeth was just king for yeah. the rest of the play. Um, yeah. He made a seat Macbeth 2 where he is just king and nothing really happens. <laughs> Can you imagine if there's a Macbeth 2? <laughs> where they bring him back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the, the second season especially where it's him up against this rich, uh, this rich billionaire who, who has like a lot of control over, over the way that the previous president got in yeah it's it's like a race between him and him to to become the next president sure. kind of thing it's but like it is ostensibly drama yeah right? like it is there's no there's nothing um inherently comedic about that it's not slated no. as a comedy and yet it has that almost cartoon villain mm. air to it and I, I, that is what I like about political uh, stuff mm. is is the um, just the the idea that the the biggest peril mm. is that someone else will win. Yeah, and and I I think the the interesting thing about it is it's not um, they're getting uh, there's no results. Yeah, that mean they get more power. Yeah, it's the way they interact with other people yes. and use other people against other people to step on. Yeah, on everyone instead of instead of like, oh, they've done so much, <laughs> so much they just get a raise. Yeah, or something like that. Yes. With with a political career, it is just playing people off against each other. Exactly, gaining be... support, losing support. Yeah, uh, or or even better, right? Like the um, the best one is like. Uh, bringing up something that um, means that nobody knows information that nobody knows that if it came to light it would um, spell the uh, something bad in the future right yeah. so <clears throat> for instance like I don't know a, a, a little while back someone um, let's say has a skeleton in their closet and that they 
were went fishing in a bin for someone's bills or something yeah. like that, right? Like it, whatever it is, and someone got a photo of that, and it's not being used as blackmail. No, it's just three people know about it, and then the third person is saying oh I can't support you anymore because this could come <laughs> up at some point down the, 30 years down the line a lot of that happens in House of Cards yeah there is like a whole like there's there's like many subplots about people trying to unravel this conspiracy that uh, Frank Underwood has, yeah. has laid out when he's has he's become president like yeah. he's he's killed two people yeah uh, to get one one I think he kind of Push to killing themselves, yeah, and the other he just pushed in front of a train, <laughs> which, which, like, I think I, at that point I was sort of I was in bed watching it, and I just sort of turned turned over my head. I was like, oh, I'll just listen to it, and then I heard what happened. I was like, wait, hang on, no, I need to rewind, <laughs> rewind that, yeah, yeah, because it's quite a main character from the first season. I think it's like the first episode of the second season or something. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he just pushes pushes him in front of a train, and they're gone. Like, you'd think there'd be a big player. And there's a really interesting scene, I think it's the third season, where those two characters both come back in a scene in the Oval Office to kind of, like, haunt him. And it's a really cool scene. That's cool. Um, That's very cool. Yeah. uh, Both very, very good actors as well. Uh, People he kills. But, um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And, again, like those actions sort of set off all these other characters to to go and do things that they're not proud of either to, to yeah. it's, it's all it's very much a film noir house of cards um to and i think the the soundtrack really plays to that and the way the the film of it is lit and everything like that it's very very film noir especially with his monologue yeah as well yeah he like he is not even an anti-hero like he's mm, he's very just, much a villain, just a villain. <laughs> um, but he's a charismatic villain who 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 sort of um is is difficult not to watch a little bit like Hannah, Hannah Lecter or something yes right? yeah and and there are hints sort of part way that he is only getting power because he thinks he knows what to do to to benefit America and right. the world. That's the thing. He's like like Tyrion Lannister almost. Mm. He's in like I know how to set the world straight. Right. I just need this power. Mm. Um and again it all starts with him being overlooked for for this role in in government because if he'd been given that role he would have been fine. Mm. Uh that's the kind of almost premise to the first season yeah. like he was get he gets gets overshadowed in this in the cabinet uh i think he wants secretary of state but he's given the chief whip role and he's like well i i can do what i can with that see how far it goes kind of thing yeah. and he ends up uh, and the questions are always like would he really have been happy with secretary of state yeah um like does he really th- like does he really think no what would be best or does he just have a, such a high opinion of himself that he believes that he that he would would know best yeah when he gets in the role and and again him and uh claire his wife sort of they have this agenda together where they they do just sort of work together to benefit 
like I think she works for like a non-profit mm. uh, or she's the head of a non-profit at the beginning of the show um, and again it's like are they doing it to for their own thing I think I think later on it becomes about his legacy really yeah. about what 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 he seemed to have done yes which yes. is which is a you know a good way of displaying that like people can can um often there's so many ways of saying uh i want to do real good mm. in the world but actually when the when you come down to it more often than not in politics the i is so much bigger than the want to do real good yeah like, mm. I want to have done real good. I want to yeah. be seen as a person who does do real good. I want to, I want to be part of the story in which real good is done. There, normally, I'm quite proud of how I tie in the shot, the screenshot, mm. like the still from a movie, into the question we're asking for the thing. Yeah. This week, I was absolutely just, uh, we're doing political dramas. But also, you've got to see this. <laughs> I've seen this poster and I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. <laughs> Who made this? Well, this leads me on to my next bit, because um, Joseph Hegarty... I, we didn't get many titles given to us on Facebook. They were mainly just comments about the poster. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's that... It's, it's wild. Yeah. Like, And I haven't seen Election, but I do know what I think... I think I know what it's about. Yeah. Um, which is to say... It's a high blown up um, uh, kind of parody of politics mm. in setting a um, a high school, you know, class president sort of election. Mm. Um, I think the the weird angle it comes at it from, mm. as far as I understand it, is that Reese Witherspoon had been sleeping with a colleague of Matthew Broderick, who's a teacher, mm. uh, and and she exposed him, mm. like the the the, the teacher. Matthew Broderick's colleague yeah. and Matthew Broderick doesn't like her for this <laughs> and wants to stop her winning an election <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's the tone it's a of fascinating movie, movie. Yeah. it's a truly truly fascinating movie um, Joe Hegarty has put to, you can't tell me you didn't make this poster I won't believe it <laughs> yeah you, Which, you totally did yeah yeah it's uh, <laughs> I wish I had um, I, Matthew and, part, and part of me thinks like maybe we did pitch a <laughs> uh, I, I genuinely did a thing that I never do which is try to fact check <laughs> Like I saw this poster yeah. and I was like I've I've watched and listened to enough sort of social manipulation podcasts mm. and shows where it is conceivable that someone has made enough sites and driven enough traffic to their sites yeah. that the world has just semi-invented this po- poster as the real poster for for a uh, for a um like a kind of mandela effect kind of thing like yeah. what was it um Shazam with uh with that basketball player in yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um is it Shaquille O'Neal yeah yeah it's, yeah, um... yeah. Uh, and it and it was it turned out it was another guy <laughs> who was yeah. who was in it <laughs> i don't think it was called Shazam or something it like was, that yeah i think yeah it was something like that wasn't it it's like it had the, the the phrase on the front was Shazam but it was like yeah. a different it was a different yeah <laughs> it's kind of like that like election never existed yeah it was just a poster someone made or it was or it did exist cuz we've got video of it right yeah but 
the poster was just two, the two of them standing back to back and going, hmm. Yeah. Right? And then someone's, and then made, someone's this made this poster. Absolutely and then bonkers poster. Have yeah. had a big enough crowd around them to drive enough traffic to that poster. And then IMDb's picked it up. Well, Pip Mason has given us two titles. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. And Matthew Presley has, has put, uh, you know those sea lice that eat fish's tongues and then replace it, spending the rest of their lives eating whatever the fish eats and surreptitiously leaching its blood? Turns out Matthew Broderick is one. <laughs> and I'm just like, is that a title? Is it? Yeah. I was ve- this close <laughs> for that being the main title. Because <laughs> it's... Some. Yeah. You know SoundCloud has a character. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. That's the w- one of the factors that was sort of pulling me back. Of I was like, oh, could just could just do it. Could do it. Um, again, making the poster would be a nightmare to get anything else. <laughs> just, I, I know what you'd do. It would, you, it would get to the the eleventh hour, yeah, and, I'd and just you'd type just it type up. it out yeah. into a white uh, white background. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> uh, I think I did that before, didn't I? With uh, a ridiculously long title, I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was a, one of the Halloween ones, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I just put like a background on it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the the poster, I'm sure you'll put it up the thumbnails, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the thumbnails for the deleted scenes. Yeah, just election, reading, writing, revenge. Yeah. And that, <laughs> it really right. doesn't give you much. No, it really, it does not, it does not tell you what this film is about at all. It's not a lot to go on, is it? Reese Witherspoon's got a mouth open and Matthew Broderick is there. Peeking his little noggin out. He does not look happy about being in Reese Witherspoon's mouth. <laughs> Reading, writing, revenge. <laughs> nothing, nothing about that poster tells you what is happening in, in that movie. Yeah, that's uh, it's really, really weird. Um, oh, hang on, I'll I'll have a look at a synopsis. Um, high school class president election is approaching. It looks like Tracy Flick is going to win, unopposed. However, teacher Jim McAllister has other plans. He convinces jock Paul Metzler to run, sparking off an interesting chain of events. An interesting chain of events. So, I don't... Yeah. Like, I think someone, someone at my college, when I went to college to do filmmaking, said that it was the worst film he'd ever seen. Wow. So... Yeah, and he had over a hundred DVDs. He had a hundred DVDs. Yeah. He had over a hundred DVDs in his in his flat, and uh, I bought a few of them off him when he was selling them. Well, I'll be honest, Tom. Yeah. You've got more than a hundred DVDs. Yep. And as we found when we were moving house. So that means you're a better a better um, understander of film than he is now. Yeah. Yeah. I got over a hundred DVDs, so you, I'm. You've beaten his record. It's like. Um, it's it's like you know when you get like a, a plaque from YouTube. Yeah. It's like you've you've done it. You've yep. platinum plaque from YouTube. <laughs> and hundred DVDs HMV sent you a little a little a little platinum dog with a gramophone. The, the BFI. Yeah. The BFI sent film film <laughs> plaque saying you are good with film. I think I've got like four DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. Um, what else have Wrath I got? Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And something else, I think. The Warriors. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't even like that you, movie. You gave that to me. I did. Yeah. Don't even like that movie. <laughs> you don't like the movie. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> it's not for everyone, the Warriors. But um, yeah, so 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 moving on to political drama. Just 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 in case anyone was wondering what my the entire the entire extent of my movie collection is. Yeah, <laughs> it's three movies I do like and one I don't. <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.